What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes, back for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast on this national championship, back-to-back national championship, Tuesday evening. Man, what I know we talked about it last night. We were we were both uh we were both pretty lit. How are you feeling? Dude, I'm feeling fucking great. Um, especially you saw it before we came on, we were talking about it. All the Bama fans in my mentions and in my comments, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, I man, I don't Today's day celebration. I don't want to even talk about Alabama unless we're going to talk about Nick Saban looking like a whip dog after David Pollock said Georgia was the new Kings. Dude, straight up called him out. You know that song is like, you know, hello, darkness, my old friend. That's yeah. all that I, I picture when I see that. Oh, video. somebody already made that made that a real. Yes. We yeah. need it. It was good. It was good. Um <laughs> Man, dogs beat the Texas Christian University Horny Lizards 65-7. to seven. It would have been 66 if it weren't for a missed extra point. But uh, Pod's leg was getting tired. <laughs> All the extra points he had to kick. Yeah. There's a couple field goals in there, you know. It was like one. Okay. It was one. <laughs> Um, I mean, we're going to get into – we. this is going to be a little bit different than our normal recap episodes just because it's just going to be like a we wrote some stuff down and we're going to talk about it when we when we come around to it in conversation. But uh, <laughs> um, you want me to go first with my with my little, little thing I got wrote out here? Yeah, send it. Because like I said, like I told you earlier, I got some stuff I need to get off my chest, but I'll let you go first. All right, so this team, our team, the University of Georgia Bulldogs, as we all know by now, made history last night, but not just in going back-to-back. This is the third team in the 21st century to go back-to-back in national championships. This is the first team in the playoff era to go back-to-back. This dog team had seven games against top 25 opponents, Scoring an average of 46.4 points per game and outscoring their opponents by 29.4 points after losing 15 players to the NFL draft, five first-rounders, all on the defense. They outscored their opponents by almost 30 points in those games while playing four top 10 defense or top 10 offenses, two of those being number one and two. This team led by Stetson Bennett the fourth, and we all know his story by now, walk-on, unrated high school prospect, diehard Georgia fan his entire life, left and came back, won the MVP on the offense of that game, while a under-recruited three-star corner named Javon Bullard, 52nd-rated cornerback in the country, had a defensive MVP performance without playing a snap in the second half of this football game. Jesus. He was responsible for all three turnovers, bringing Georgia to plus one on the season by himself. Yeah! On Monday night, the Georgia Bulldogs rewrote history of what we knew was possible, not just for this university and fan base, but for the entire college football world as a whole. A level of dominance in a championship game that has quite literally never been seen in the history of college football, but not just a championship game, a bowl game, Period. I lost where I was at. Damn it. Um, A level of dominance over a full season that is more statistically impressive than the vaunted 2019 LSU Tigers. They scored less points per game. They had a smaller margin of victory. And they played the same number of top 25 teams, but less top 10 offenses. For the first time in program history, the Dogs finished top 10 in total offense and total defense and top five in scoring offense and scoring defense. Jesus. The scales of balance in college football shifted to the dawn of a new era. The era of character and perseverance, the era of hardest worker, not highest rated, 
the era of four quarters of hell. The era of the dogs has come, and it is time that we and all of football, college football slows down to enjoy. Because last night, the mailman's final delivery was one for the fucking ages. Dude, I love it. That, I don't even know, like, I don't know how to, how do I follow that up? That was such, <laughs> there's so much passion in that. Oh, um, yeah, that took me a minute. I, that, I, I would, like, write something and be like, no, 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 I can do better. See, you're the guy that writes. I'm the guy that just goes. I, I, I just go with the flow. I, you know, I try. I try. <laughs> it's not always, it's not always the best, but I, I put in some effort. But, no, like, go, like going back to that game, though, man, I, I, I don't want to take anything away from TCU. They, no, they absolutely earned, not. They 100% earned the right to play in that game. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. You know, I'll, I'll get into that later. I'm going to talk about the game right now. Nobody was beating that Georgia team that was out on that field last night. No, I don't give a shit who you were. Nobody was beating that team. Absolutely the way the, not. The way the defense played, the way the offense played, the way special teams played. Like, you could have put the greatest – you know, you could have put 20, 2019 LSU out there. And I don't think they would have beat that team last night. I – no. I mean, by now, most of us have heard Kirby's pregame speech. Oh, God, yeah. I I truly believe if you could go back in time and play that for the Spartans at Thermopylae, they would have beaten the entire Persian Army. <laughs> I, like, at this point, I'm going to get together all of Kirby's speeches and one-liners that he's had through his time at Georgia, and I'm just going to make, like, Oh, I'm just going to make an audio track and send it out to anybody that wants it. Like, oh, just, you need something to get you started in the gym in the morning? Here you go. Just make a loop. Yeah. Just Kirby. <laughs> that would be great. But no, like, nothing from TCU. Like, but like I said, no, nobody's being that team. Stetson, man, like I, I posted earlier, you know, Stetson finished fourth in the Heisman, right? Yep. He beat the runner-up in Max Duggan, beat the third-place vote-getter, or, yeah, the person who finished third, um, C.J. Stroud, the person that finished fifth in the Heisman, and Hinton Hooker. He beat those three. The only reason he didn't beat the winners because they didn't make the playoffs and he didn't get a chance to. But, I mean, the winner couldn't even beat Tulane in the fucking Cotton Bowl. So. Exactly. So... And and in all sorry, I lost my train. And in all of those games, <laughs> he performed better than all of them. Oh yeah. He performed on a higher level than everybody that voted that got Heisman votes ahead of him. And then Hinton Hooker. So yeah. for for people to sit there and be like, oh, Sesson didn't deserve to be a Heisman finalist. Sesson didn't deserve, you know, a trip to New York. Sesson's 25 years old, throwing to a bunch of five stars. First off, why don't you relook at that? And show me a five-star wide receiver he's throwing to. Um, I mean, hell, even Brock Bowers is only a four-star at the end of the cycle. Exactly. So, for people just to fucking sit there and just shit on Stetson for no fucking reason, like, there, there's no reason. There's no reason. Aaron Murray, Tony is one of the greatest Georgia Bulldogs ever. Literally said, no, it's it's Stetson. Stetson has beat me. Stetson has surpassed everybody at the University of Georgia. Stetson is the GOAT. Hell, there's people putting him above Herschel. I think it's a very easy argument. He led the team to two national championships back-to-back. Yeah, not even that. I mean, look at all of his accolades. I posted it in the group. Two-time SEC champion, which I did have someone comment on that post and be like, well, they didn't win last year. Well, they won in 2017, and he was on the team. Therefore, he's a two-time SEC champion. <laughs> Just know that. Two-time Peach Bowl champion. Yeah. Rose Bowl champion. Orange Bowl champion. Sugar Bowl champion. Two-time national champion. Heisman Trophy. Like, we talked about it last night. The He is probably the most decorated Georgia Bulldog in the history, if not college football, the most decorated player. Yeah, I mean, he's won the MVP of every playoff game he's ever been in. Yeah. Like you can't get better than him when it when when it comes to that. Why? Because he's not your flashy, you know, 
Well, oh, he's not your flashy Caleb Williams. He's not Baker Mayfield. He's not Kyler. He's not flashy, and people don't like that. He's not right. The difference is he wins the games he needs to win. Exactly. He's not your prototypical quarterback that people like to see. So, which don't he? I will wholeheartedly believe he deserves to be a first round pick. You know what? No, I take that back. I take that back. I'd go third. I wouldn't say first. I would say third. If it was based purely on performance at the college level, he should be first. He should be in the first round. Yeah, but, but the NFL draft is based on everything but performance at the college level. Because, I mean, look at all the quarterbacks that are projected to go ahead of him. Bryce Young, he's beat. Yeah. Will Levis, he's beat. Anthony Richardson, he's beat. I don't know if Anthony Richardson will get drafted over him because Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Bro, they're projecting him to be a first-round pick. Who is? Yeah, on all the like the mock boards, they're projecting Anthony Richardson to be a, like, a first-round pick, like top 15. Anthony Richardson is a third-year tight end is what he's going to do in the NFL. Like, it's crazy. I don't, I don't get it. But – Let's get into this game, man. Like there, there was a lot, man. There was, there's a lot that I that I would really like to talk about. Um, starting with something that I feel like we haven't talked enough about this season, and most people don't. Special teams. Yeah. TCU's kick returner is the best kick returner in the country. Leads the country in kickoff returns for a touchdown. Never got past the thirty yard line. Not once. Most of the kicks went out of the end zone. I mean, that's how you flip the field, man. Granted, yeah. you didn't really need to flip the field, but yeah. <laughs> I only punted a single time in the game, and that was with the backups in. Speaking of backups, <laughs> do you see the video I sent to the group? Yeah. So, yeah. if y'all know what I'm talking about, there's a video of Max Duggan after he gets sacked, and it zooms in on his face. And you can literally see him say, I got sacked by the fucking backups. It's great. It's hilarious. These true backups, true these, freshman backup yeah. inside linebacker playing out of position because they were like, oh, we don't have a lot of depth at outside linebacker. Let's just throw one of the inside guys over there for a minute. But those backups that he's like, I, I would say he was talking shit about, like 100%, would start yeah. probably anywhere else. Yeah, 100%. Jalen Walker was a high four-star, maybe even a five-star. Yeah. And just didn't have the experience to get on the field this year. Ooh, speaking of freshmen, though, uh, did you see the um, – what's his name? The Ohio State guy that um, decommitted, Rioli? Ro- Rayola. Rayola. He's crossing the ball for Georgia? I did see that. Yeah. And I also saw a lot of um, <laughs> Alabama fans. Yes. Stanley coming in off the top rope in the Instagram live. Stanley goes, <laughs> I'd say Georgia took Max's soul, but as a ginger, he doesn't have one. Hey, man, they did. He looked, uh, after like the third drive, like he just looked so defeated. Which man, sucks, and that's man. the thing. I feel bad for him. He deserved better from the rest of his team. So, you know, so those of y'all that don't know, if y'all don't know, Conor O'Gara does a uh, deserves better team at the end of the season. And after this game, Max Duggan should be the quarterback of the deserves better team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with what he did all year long to then come into this game and his offense put up 130 total yards. And if you take away that long play, they had under 100 total yards. Yeah. So – as much as, like, you'd hate to say that they didn't, do you think TCU came into this game thinking, oh, yeah, we, we can win? If they came in without the mentality that they could win, it is – it's on their coaching staff. Yeah. That – I mean, that's kind of what that is because they're pl- – I mean, they were playing with house money. They shouldn't have been there. They were twenty eight. They were tw- plus twenty eight hundred to win the Big Twelve. 
Let they alone, were, I mean, granted, they didn't win the Big 12. They were but, they finished seventh in the Big 12? Yeah. And they finished second only because they had bad offensive play calling at the end of that championship game. I I have all the respect in the world for that team. And if you guys listened to our earlier episodes last week, I man, I thought TCU was going to be able to keep it close. So they got some of Michael's secret stuff in uh in the Georgia locker room this week. Well, I, I think TCU ran out of their secret stuff. Do what? I think TCU ran out of their secret stuff. Man, TCU got out talented. Is that hypno dog? <laughs> Man, like I, I know we talked about it. Georgia is second in the country in total talent composite, and TCU's in the twenties. But I, they just got out talented. You they saw were. it on Stetson's second touchdown run. He had two blockers in front of him that didn't even have to block anybody. No, he went untouched on both of those touchdown runs he had. Yeah, one was twenty plus yards, and one was. Honestly, that could have been a 100-yard run for a touchdown. He wouldn't have been touched. Yeah, dude, after that run, I I was like, yeah, it's it's over. Like, <laughs> as shitty as that is to say. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, you know, getting back into it a little bit here, the defense allowed just over 130 yards. I'm pulling up the exact number right now. Um, and without that single big play, it would have been well under 100 yards. Yeah. TC, oh, TCU had 188 total yards, and they had a long play of 60. Which was that bomb to Davis. Yep. Yeah, I don't do, what was Bullard thinking? So it was a miscommunication on the defense because they were, they were supposed to trade off. One guy was supposed to take the running back. One guy was supposed to go down the field with the receiver. And it, they didn't. The thing yeah. is, the exact same thing happened with Lad McConkey's touchdown. Where there's miscommunication in the defense. The difference is, Georgia was fast enough to make up for the play. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up Lad because remember last night how we talked about our favorite Scott Howard calls. Yes. I now have a new one <laughs> that I heard earlier today. So. On Lad's second touchdown to the uh, right corner of the end zone, Scott Howard says, <laughs> McConkey got on his donkey. And I'll let you know yes. that's it. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. That yeah, no, my, that was. That's by far my new favorite Scott Howard quote. McConkey got on his donkey. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, over the last two games, what, Georgia allowed 600 yards of offense and 500 yards of offense, and then goes down to 188. And this game right here is what brought the average yards per game allowed to get back into the top 10 on defense. So, like, I, I'm not trying to shit on TC. Like, I, I'm really not. And I, I want to put that out there. Like, I'm not trying. But, like, was that – this stage being too big for TCU or Georgia just fucking saying, like Kirby said at the beginning of the game, we're going hunting. Man, I I think it was just talent. Georgia had more talent on the field at every single position. Not except, I was about to say, you could say quarterback, but Stetson under the spotlight is the best quarterback in college football. Yes. But no, what I was going to say is I was watching college football live before the game, you know, earlier, and they were doing, you know, a, um, who has the edge at each position, right? And RG3 said TCU had the edge in every position except D-line and linebacker. Oh. Yeah. Said TCU has a better running back room. A better – All two guys were hurt. <laughs> a better offensive line. That was um, very false. A better um, receiving core, which they only have one receiver, and that was Johnston. Like we talked about last week, they have one dude. Like one he is dude. going to be the first wide receiver drafted. Did, and, did he, and a few catch? guys. Did he make a he catch? Had, on let me pull it back up here. 
Maybe one had one catch for three yards, and it was that screen pass that got snuffed out, yeah. which is the exact same play that he took 76 yards to the house against Michigan. Crazy. Crazy. So, I don't care what people say, man. And th- this is my, my brain. I'm about to go on something. I want to get off my chest because I've said it to a lot of people these past couple of days. Before were- before you do that, I want to acknowledge Stanley with his comment again. He goes, it's crazy that God chose Georgia over an actual Christian university. Interesting. Well, you know why? Why the is Bible, that? The Bible's written in red and black. I, I mean, factual. Factual. And Athens factual. is mentioned in the Bible. Pretty sure there's nothing in the Bible about Fort Worth or horny toad lizards. That. You know, it's really just because they're horny amphibians. That exactly. That's the reason that... Exactly. <laughs> you can't be horny. That's all it is. Can't, can't be can't be horny. But no, going going back on my rant because you brought up Michigan. I'm glad you did because now it's a great segue into my rant. I don't give a fuck, right? Like everybody wants to talk about. Oh, the committee got it wrong. Oh, the committee got it wrong. If the committee got it wrong, TCU wouldn't have been in the fucking national championship. If the committee got it wrong, they wouldn't have beaten fucking Michigan. It would have been Georgia versus Michigan if the fucking committee got it wrong. But they didn't. TCU showed up. TCU fucking played. They beat Michigan, who was favored by, what, 28? Something like that. Like, Oh, I don't think it was that big. It was a pretty It was a pretty big. No, Michigan was a seven-and-a-half point favorite. Was it seven-and-a-half? Oh. Yeah, anyways, seven anyways seven-and-a-half, I don't care. The committee didn't get it wrong. No, the people saying the committee got it wrong are the Alabama fans, are the Tennessee fans, is everybody that's not a fan of the teams that were in the playoff, because they were butt hurt, they were pissed off that a Big Twelve team got into the playoff while they were watching from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Granted, the Big Twelve is what one in four now in the playoffs, one in five. Uh, however, <laughs> I don't no, know something that's... something stupid and awful. Yeah, some yeah, but no, the committee didn't get it wrong. No, like I mentioned earlier, TCU earned their way to where they got. Yes, like I mentioned earlier, nobody was beating that Georgia team last night. I don't give a shit who you are. You could have been the eighty-five Bears, and yeah. you were, and you weren't beating this Georgia team last night. No. So no. For everybody talking about the committee, how they got it wrong. You you also can't prove that Alabama because it's mainly Alabama fans. You can't prove that Alabama would have beat Michigan. No, you, nothing you can tell me will show that Alabama would have beat Michigan. Numbers wouldn't have no, like nothing would have proven that. And yeah, they earn your way into the Final Four throughout the season, and not by your name. Exactly. Bama fans are upset that the tide, haha, I'll put it, is turning. Like yeah. they are no, they are no longer the team. They are no longer the king of college football. No, until you prove me otherwise, Georgia is the king, will be the king, unless somebody comes in and fucking dethrones them. Yeah. Now, if you want to be the king, you got to beat the king, and it hadn't happened yet. Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! But yeah, no, like, <laughs> I, I'm wait, so Wait, sick. wait, wait, wait. Ric Flair abandoned Georgia to become a Michigan fan because he said Kirby was rude to him. That is fair. That is fair. But he did have a good quote, though. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Oh, he's full of great quotes. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, Stop getting so fucking butthurt. And all these Alabama players making TikToks about we should have been in. We have a proof, we have a point to prove. We should have been in. We have a point to prove. Earn your way in. Earn your way in. Don't lose in the regular season. And you'd you'd be in the playoffs. Sucks to suck. Shut the fuck up. Move on. Yeah. I agree 100 percent I I personally would like to stop giving Alabama fans any sort of uh, attention right now because they haven't earned it. 
sorry. It's just that's that's all that's been in my mentions lately, and I just needed to because they they're also. I mean, we ah, I'm gonna go back. We talked about it earlier before we came on the post I made where it shows the three largest victories in the college football national championship: Georgia over TCU, Bama over Clemson, and then Clemson over Bama. Right? Those three games. It Bama shows. over Notre Dame. No, it was a it was the college football playoffs. Oh, got it. The three biggest in the in the, and so I had a fucking Bama fan comment rent free like, bro, I said nothing about Alabama. Yeah, graphic just so happened to have Alabama in it because they did have one of the biggest victories against Clemson, which was only twenty eight points. But Bama isn't living rent free. If anybody's living rent free right now, is Georgia in all of college football's head. Oh yeah, every team. Every school, every fan base, everybody. And I'll even call you out right now. Fucking Marler. Oh, sudden, I don't even know what he said. All of a sudden, you're a fucking Georgia fan? Shut the fuck up, dude. I don't give a he fuck. He chases the dopamine, and whatever makes him feel good right now is what he's going to say. Dude, I don't give a fuck if your girlfriend's a Georgia fan, if y'all are even still together. I don't give a fuck, dude. They're not. They're not. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't care right now. Like, I'll... Trash anybody. I'll throw anybody under the fucking bus right now. I don't care. Yeah. I... <laughs> Sorry, I told you I had a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> I mean, you can keep talking. I, I just have no comment on Marlon. No, but I'm sick and fucking tired of all these fucking fans, all these fan bases that just want to fucking shit on Georgia because they've done something you've never done. Yeah, they have proven that they are the best team in college football and that this dynasty that they're about to go on, this run they're about to go on, could be better than anything Alabama has seen in their dynasty. I don't I don't know if you can say that it's possibly better than the dynasty that Alabama had for 15 years just because of how long it was. Okay. I can see that, yes. But I could also see the same thing happening for Georgia. I I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to stay at the top with the way that college football is currently set up with the portal and NIL and all that kind of stuff. The but all signs – do what? I think, I think the 12-team playoffs is what's going to hurt them the most, though, honestly. Man, I at this point, I when the 12-team playoff gets here, I don't – if Georgia doesn't win the SEC, is what it is. I get to go to a home playoff game. Yeah. I go, oh, no, I get to go to a playoff game in Athens. No. Because people want to bitch about, oh, the same teams make it every year. Well, the same teams are going to make it if there's a 12-team playoff, too. Like You might occasionally have somebody sneak up. Like, this year's Tulane team might have beaten somebody in the first round they shouldn't have. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's – that's just kind of like you're gonna have some one offs occasionally. But yeah. no, I agree. But no, my, my rant's over. We can go back to <laughs> All right. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this guy early. Man, it it's my guy. I've been talking about him all year. Javon, and I'm gonna say exactly what I said in our group chat during the game last night multiple times. Javon motherfucking bullard. Motherfucking Lord. Ah <laughs> man, we we need to uh, we need to come up with a nickname for him this off season. We got to come up with a good one. We'll say, have I'm people vote on it on Instagram once we have like a bracket of them. I'm not good on the spot, but yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, man, I three turnovers responsible before, and Chris Smith knocked out the ball on the fumble, but Bullard was there right on top of it to pick it up. He had those two interceptions. Ooh, Spencer Rattler's returning to Carolina. Damn. Okay. Damn. Sorry, I, that just popped up. I got really hot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be a good game next year. Right? Um, but yeah, man, Javon Bullard stepping up like he has late in the season. I He is my number one returning defensive player for next season. Yeah. I, Kid, kids of kids of fucking beast. One of the one of those other three stars because Kirby don't miss. It's crazy, but 
And then Tyke Smith coming in the second half, playing extremely well after Javon Bullard went down. So what did they ever disclose what happened to Bullard? Shoulder injury. Shoulder, okay. I could tell by the way he was walking off the field, and it was also he got tackled onto his left shoulder. Yeah. But the way he was walking to the locker room as someone with a lot of shoulder injuries, when your yeah. shoulder just feels like it's hanging extra hanging low. Man. Yeah, it you're hurting. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a ton of freshmen that stepped up in this game, not even when they pulled the starters. Bear Alexander, Michael Williams. Um, I mean, I was super happy about that. Once and on on the offensive side of the ball. You had Dylan Bell getting a touchdown pass after they pulled the starters out. At, man, I there was no bad performance from anybody last night. No, and that, and that's the point I've been trying to get to is, man, nobody was beating this team. Like, no. The fact that Stetson came out with, what, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter? I wish they would have kept him in. I mean, see, I and I, I brought this up during our halftime. I don't know if we were going to see Beck or not. I'm glad they didn't. I wish they would have kept him in and kept running the offense just because, like, get him another 200 passing yards. Like, make this a single-game passing record. Make this an unobtainable number for uh, single-season passing. Like, if you're going to set the record books – Burn the books and have to make new ones. The only way I would have been happy to be stayed is if they realized that he was tied with Joe Burrow for most touchdowns responsible for. And he got it. He got the and, record. And he got the record. But If I, he would have finished that drive, he would have gotten the record. Yeah. I'm glad they pulled him out when they did. One, because, you know, I don't know if you saw it or not, but, like, when Kirby called the timeout, he told everybody to stay back and just told Stetson yeah. to come. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then Beck – Getting meaningful reps is something that we haven't seen. Granted, I don't know if you can count them meaningful because of the score. They let him run the offense. Yes, for a whole quarter, and it was a national championship game. Yeah, like, granted, there was a huge lead, but the lights were bright, and he played well. Yeah, he he cooked. So, that instance, yeah, I'm glad they brought him out. Do I wish they would have kept him in just to break Joe Burr's record for touchdowns? Yeah. I also wish they would have put him in on the last snap, like that last kneel, trot him back out there. See, but I think if they did that, I think it would have ruined the moment of him coming out of that standing O. I I don't know. He he got a lot of praise in the uh, in the ceremony, as he as as you see behind me here. <laughs> he was on the stage kissing the trophy, had the belt, had a stogie. Dude, the story of that bell is pretty cool. Yeah. So, for those of you that may not have read it yet, the um, that championship belt that Stetson was holding on the stage, a just random season ticket holder took it to a game early in the season. He and every home game, somebody from that post. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Jarvis Jones saw him with it in the stands and ran over to the sideline and asked to buy it off of him. And he said that he initially didn't want to sell it and then by the end of the game decided to sell it. And he got to meet the entire team, got a tour of the practice facility, sold the belt, and Stetson was holding it on ESPN on the stage celebrating the national championship. Could you imagine? No. Like, dude, that's a badass belt, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Once uh once we get my, once we get my office set up, I might I might have one like in in this general area <laughs> hanging on the wall here. I know I gotta I gotta re um I got a little shadow box in my room. I gotta move my ring over it so I can add the new one. I still don't have last year's. I got last year's. I need I need to move it over and put this year's. <laughs> um. Something something else we talked about last week and in the live before the game, containing Max Duggan. Because he got – we'll pull it up here. His rushing yards. He had 10 carries for negative 38 yards. 
All those sacks, man. <laughs> All those sacks. If you take the sacks out, he still didn't have very many rushing yards. No. Because like we talked about, they didn't recklessly go after the quarterback. Once they once they like stopped going after the run, they just suffocated. Yep. They just collapsed the pocket. They suffocated him. And any time that he was like, oh, I'm about to turn around and run out of the pocket, boom, got met by somebody. Yeah. And that's – I mean, that's – was one of our keys of the game, like having to contain him. And fuck if they did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely they did. I, man, I, I, during the game, I was not happy with the amount of rushing yards they were giving up. And I say that just because it seemed like they were getting four or five yards of carry, which is not very Georgia-like. But they did that because they didn't have any – like, they were all in coverage. They were like, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be four yards at a time. Yeah. And it didn't work, obviously. Very much so did not work. So, the offensive line is something I want to talk about because I know not not a lot of people pay attention to the offensive line when you're watching a football game. Georgia was rotating at left guard and right tackle the entire game. Like, before they pulled the starter. God damn it, Michael. Mike, have you seen Stanley's comments up here? He's been roasting TCU. Yeah, y'all, why are y'all hating on that boy like that, man? <laughs> um, yeah, they were rotating left guard between Xavier Truss and Devin Willick. And if you listen to the show for a long time, you know I'm a huge Devin Willick fan. Huge Devin Willick fan. And then they were rotating Warren McClendon and Amarius Mims at right tackle. And they I, they all played elite. Yep. Like, Truss had one false start. Very first offensive snap of the game, he had the false start. Is what it is. It's a big moment. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on a kid for having a false start very first play of the game. I mean, the offensive line played fantastic that whole game. They didn't allow us that. They were opening up fucking holes that I could have ran through. Oh, yeah. Like, they played – once again, everybody on that team played lights out. Um, You know know who didn't play lights out against this TCU defense? Who? The best offensive line in the country. You know, Michigan. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they they played like trash against this exact same Michigan defense. That's great. They need to um, they need to do the award show after the season. They need they need to move the Joe Moore Award out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. But not even that. If you hold the, I mean, yeah, the, but if you hold the ceremony after, so like National Championship is Monday, right? Have yeah. The have the award show like Friday. After the national I, yeah, because if they did all of the awards the week after the national championship, I think almost every award this season would look a little bit different. Yeah, 100%. Am I saying Stetson would win the Heisman? No. Maybe. But, I mean, maybe, yeah. But Michigan would have not won the Joe Moore Award. 100%. I don't um, think uh, I don't think Hodges Tomlinson would have won the Thorpe Award because boy was getting cooked last night. Yeah, like there's so many awards that would have swapped if they kept it. Not saying Georgia would have won them all, but I mean, because Jalen Hyatt definitely deserved the Bulitnikov. I'll throw that out there. Marvin Harrison Jr. might have had something to say about it, but it was a very tight one too. Yeah, well, Marvin Harrison can't take a hit from an SEC defense. So, I mean, Jalen Hyatt had like three catches against Georgia. So technically, Marvin Harrison Jr. in one quarter had better stats than him. But all right, you know, we'll have our own award show. Yeah, no, that's something. That's something we do want to do is uh, do our own little award show here in the near future. Um, I'm also talking about getting getting one of our friends and previous guests on the show to talk about his experience in LA for the game. Um, 
So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're working on some stuff. I'm also, if you guys want to help me in a social media campaign, I want to get the Georgia in-stadium DJ on the show. Ooh. Yeah, I really want to do that. Um, maybe get one of the maybe get one of the Spike Squad guys to talk about the game in LA because they were there. Um, Try and get some cool stuff going. We may need you guys to uh, at some of these people in our comments for us if if we uh, have a hard time getting getting in touch with people. Eric Angel. <laughs> he ain't coming on the show. There's no way. There's no way. I want to know what he feels like. His <laughs> how he's oh, feeling. after Stetson shrugged and did the like arm windmill going down the field after that run. I guarantee you, Eric Ainge just thinks Stetson is more of a punk now than he did two weeks ago. Dude, that shoulder shrug was Jordan esque, to say the yeah. least. Oh yeah, Stetson was in his bag last night, and that's something else we'll do an Instagram poll about. Um, we want to, if we were to design as a group, like as a nothing finer podcast family, family. Family. Getting old Brian Kelly in here. Um, but if we were to design a Stetson Bennett trophy, what would you guys want it to look like? We'll we'll do a uh we'll do like an Instagram comment thing and do a bracket, you know, try and get something cool going with that because they, he has so many different options. I already know mine. What's yours? My mine's the phone. Mine is either the phone or him in a mailman hat doing the wink from the Oregon game. <laughs> because that was iconic. Like, he found the camera and winked. Oh, man. But no, I, I mean, I'll, we'll make a poll. We'll, we'll get a poll yeah. going. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <man. laughs> but, so... Mike, you said 10 dip cups stacked on top of each other. Cans. 10, 10 dip cans. So are the national championship trophies, like both of them, going to be balancing on the dip cans? That's, no, that's even, what I need to know. Even better. Even better than that. Just a statue made out of dip cans of Stetson Bennett. Getting his arm massaged at the Mississippi State game. Yes. There we go. Iconic. I fucking conic. Um, damn it. So, just we're going to keep harping on this historic performance. And I mean that in quite literally every sense of the every sense of the word historic. 589 points in a national championship game. 335 passing yards. Stetson had 304 and quite literally 50% of Stetson's passing yards. Went to Brock Bowers, who had 152. Finally, they got him involved. Yeah. Todd Munkin said, oh, they want to say that Brock can't do well against good teams? Watch this. Dude, we need to pay for I mean, uh, Yeah. Do we need to go fund me to keep, to keep Munkin in Athens? Like, I'll I'm donate. Sure I'm sure there's already one going, but we just need to give him a blank check and be like, here, just write how much you want. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it, here's a university credit card. Just buy what you want. Just buy what right. you want. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Unless, don't go Hugh Freeze. Don't don't pull a freeze. Just you know, keep some keep some up and up wholesome purchases on the on the university credit card. Oh man, dude. Speaking of freeze, man, like I'm sure we'll get into this more in the off season. I got Auburn's my sleeper team this year, man. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Here in the next couple of weeks, we'll um we'll do some way too early picks and that kind of stuff. So something that I I feel like we should really, really talk about. Georgia had 254 rushing yards. Right? It's a lot. TCU had 36. Oh my god. <laughs> DC had 36 rushing yards. Georgia averaged 8.2 yards per play. 
8.2 yards per play. Georgia had almost as many first downs as TCU had rushing yards. Yeah, because what, they had, what, 28 first downs, something like that? 32. 32? Dude. 32 to 36 rushing yards. I also saw a stat to where there was one point of the game where Georgia had just as many points as they did snaps at 45. Yeah. (laughs) TCU had 188 total yards on 51 plays. God, man. I... I... Man, I don't I, – I'm just at a lot – like, I I don't even know what to say because it was just so – like, that was a Madden game. That was a – I got pissed off my team lost, so I'm going on – I'm going on the game to fuck up this other team. Like, I feel like Georgia's out to prove a point at the expense of TCU. Yeah, and something else we talked about, Kirby lost a national championship from not keeping his foot on the gas. <laughs> so he was like, oh, sorry, sorry, Sonny, literally. Yeah. I'm. We're scoring points until you either stop us or the clock's out. Because there was a point in Branson Robbins, one of Branson Robinson's touchdowns, like the last one, uh, Reese, or not Reese, I keep going back with Reese, Chris Fowler. But he was just randomly talking. He's like, oh, yep, there goes Branson Robinson again for another touchdown. Yeah, true <laughs> freshman Branson Robinson. Yeah, but he was just showing nonchalant about Georgia scoring at the end. He's like, yep, all right, it's happening again. Actually, I think Georgia just scored again. Uh, you might be you might be right. Yeah, I think they just scored again. Branson Robinson, speaking of, seven carries, 42 yards, and he only played one quarter. I wish they would put Cash Jones in, man. He's hurt. Is he? Yeah, he got hurt in the SEC championship on a kickoff. Oh, man, I love Cash Jones. Yeah, how did you not know that? You're the biggest Cash Jones fan <laughs> I know. Huge Cash Jones guy. I know I didn't know that. Cash money heroes. Cash money hero. I want him on. Let's get him on. Do it. I, you know, I'm be like, like we're the number one Cash Jones podcast in America. Um, we would love to talk to you. I'm the number one Cash Jones podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you guys would buy some stuff from our shop, we could be able to afford an NIL deal. But nobody, nobody's bought anything yet. So, bro, you posted like a day ago. I posted the shop like four days ago, first and <laughs> foremost. But it's now on our Instagram, so you can buy stuff right from our profile. Yes. But don't leave the live to go buy stuff. You can do that here in a minute. Yeah, we're we're, we're almost done. <laughs> um, but man, I'm just like I said, I'm just a loss. If I'm being entirely honest, like that, that was a video game performance. Yeah, and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I. You know, keep going with what you were saying. Oh, I was going to say, and that's all, like, let's get into some awards, man. Oh, so you want to do that today? No, 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 like, like a regular, our weekly award. Oh, right, 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 right. Hold Um, Can I, you see me on the screen? Which screen? On the computer. What do you mean? Like, on the Zoom? Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if I'm minimizing because I'm doing something, like, can you see me now? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Perfect. <laughs> it's not a FaceTime. Well, I know. I just didn't know if it paused. I'm not technically inclined. Fisher relative. Yeah, we've already talked about that, Mike. Wow, Mike. Wow. Show us that you haven't been paying attention the whole time. Wow. Um all right. So we'll do offensive and defensive MVPs. Um and then Get into the rest of it. So, who's your offensive MVP? Well, I'm trying to pull up the fucking stats now, but I can't. Um, so obviously everyone's gonna go with Stetson, right? Stetson, 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 Stetson's MVP. All right, cool. I'm not. I'm gonna go my own route. I'm gonna go with Lad. Lad, Lad made some big time plays. Lad made some big time plays. The Wide open touchdown, wide open. I can't get the fucking stats pulled up. Um, and then the- that man, that one catch 
that dude, dude jumped as tall as he is <laughs> and then came down with both feet inbounds. That was ridiculously impressive. Dude, I was so hyped. That, the touchdown in the corner of the end zone, you know, the McConkie on his donkey call. Like, <laughs> no, like, I'm going to go with Lad, man. Like, obviously, Stetson's the obvious answer, right? Like, Stetson, yeah, Stetson, four MVPs, four playoff games. I'm going to go with Lad, though, man. Lad had him a day. And then he had one play, but I'm glad he got the ball in this game. What's Kier's? You know who else only had one one catch, but I'm glad they got it? Darnell. Big O. <laughs> you guys, you know I'm a big Darnell Washington fan. Huge. Big yeah. Darnell. No, I mean, and he, as far as I know, he hasn't announced yet. So he could come back. He has not. He he could come back. I doubt he will because he's a first rounder. But could you imagine if he came back and Georgia had two tight ends drafted in the first round next year? Bro, I mean, we're already tight end you plus coming in. Plus we could get the number one tight end again. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Georgia had four different receivers have over 20 yard per catch average. Jesus. <laughs> Video game numbers, legitimately. And it's not like Georgia was throwing deep a lot. No. Um, so for defensive MVP, I got to go with Javon Bullard. I this is a running theme throughout this uh, this season with Javon Bullard getting de- defensive MVP, but he plays arguably the most difficult position on the defense and star defender. He plays his heart out every down. He was uh, he was responsible for three t- three turnovers in the first half. Yeah. Fucking heat-seeking missile. Yeah. Now, now that Christopher Smith is out of eligibility, the the human eraser and nightmare moniker is going to Javon Bullard. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um. So our Marshall Walker went sixteen yards. He drove right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big guys. My God, a question. Award of the week. It's going to Bear Alexander. <laughs> Easy. Hey, true freshman, getting more and more snaps as the year's going on. Granted, he only had two tackles, but that sack. <laughs> He's a problem. Yeah. His sack and Michael's sack. Man, it's really tough to pick between the two because <laughs> Michael's sack was just pure... I'm getting through you, offensive lineman. Yeah. And then Max Duggan didn't feel him coming and just went, turned around and got his bell rung. Oh, hey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that would have made that better is if when Max Duggan turned around and fell down, Michael was still standing up. (laughs) Just bounces off of him. Yeah. That's the only thing that would have made it better. (laughs) Because he turns around, gets knocked down, and Michael's still standing there. Getting held by the offensive lineman, like you ain't shit. Yeah, it was Big weird. Twelve may play nine conference games, like your coach wanted to talk about a few weeks ago. But you ain't shit. <laughs> do, do you think that had something to do with this game? What Sunday Dykes? Oh said? yeah, for sure. If TCU would have played the Citadel late in the season, yeah, they definitely no. It didn't have anything to do with it. No, no, no. I'm talking about like with Georgia coming out to prove a point. Oh, yeah, 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 like. Okay, I, cool. I made the joke last night, like, oh man, if TC only had eight conference games, they would it would have been so much closer. There, no. There's nothing that changed that game yesterday. No, no, I'm saying, like, do you think Georgia came out to prove a point? Like, okay, cool. We might schedule these people late, but we're still gonna whoop your ass. And so everybody's like, oh well, the SEC only plays eight conference games, and because of that, like they have an easy schedule. George played Oregon week one, who had the number nine, eight or nine offense in the country. Yeah. Next season, they were supposed to play Oklahoma, and the SEC made them cancel that game. So, I want to talk about that in the offseason, too. I'm I'm very butthurt about that. And if y'all don't know why we're talking about it, it's because Alabama and Texas still get to play, but Georgia had to cancel theirs with Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 quite upset about that, because I was planning I, on going to Norman. 
I want to do a deep dive into that and figure that out in the offseason. Well, it's because Georgia's home and away, it was going to span into Oklahoma moving to the SEC, and Alabama's is going to be done next year or 2024, whenever that is, before Oklahoma come, or Oklahoma uh, and Texas come to the SEC. Oh, uh, well, never mind. Now we don't have to talk about it in the offseason. <laughs> we'll still bitch about it. Y'all know we love bitching. Yeah. Um, somebody that I really want to talk about that if you listen to the show, you know I have not been happy with this guy a lot of the season. Up until the last couple of games when he has turned it around, played his ass off with intelligence and not just aggression. Chaz Chambliss hyperextended his knee eight days before the national championship game and came out and played extremely well. Yeah. He played in coverage. He stopped the run. He rushed the passer. There were two or three times that if another half second the ball was in Max Duggan's hand, he was getting a sack. Yeah. And he was having a heavy-ass knee brace on because you never hyperextended something or don't know what it is. It's where your joint bends the wrong direction. My knee does that all the time. It's extremely painful if it's forced. <laughs> I, like, the grit, like, I hate the term grit for describing football players, but the grit that he showed from hyperextending his knee and then playing his ass off eight days later... Like Chaz Chambliss, you turned me from a skeptic into a fan in the matter of two weeks. Huge Chaz Chambliss guy. Yeah, we're we're a big number thirty-two on the Dogs podcast. Between <laughs> yeah. between Cash Jones and Chaz Chambliss, we are big number thirty-two guys. Right, I figured out our jerseys for next year. <clears throat> well, once I finish my sleeve this week, I'll um I'll be able to to look like Chaz Chambliss too, except I'm not blonde or athletic. Yeah, well, there you go. Perfect. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably the same height as Cash Jones, so there you go. Oh no, he's probably still got you. Now let's see, Cash Jones. Um, do we have any more awards to give out? No, not not this week. Oh, he's six foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got you. <laughs> He he got you. Only by only by a couple inches. If that's a couple, I've been measuring wrong. Do what? I said if that many is a couple, I'm measuring wrong. <laughs> um so I I mean if if that's no, that's not all we're talking about. We're gonna talk about Jalen Walker for a minute. I know we mentioned him earlier. True freshman inside linebacker took snaps at outside linebacker in the national championship game. Came up with a sack. I like this. This team is in very, very good hands moving forward. Yeah, you had you had David Daniel come in at safety towards the end of the game. Played extremely well. You had Nylon Green play in this game very well. MJ Sherman, very well. Tresman Marshall, Ryan Davis. Like, all these guys that didn't get a lot of snaps through the season played their asses off in this game. Yeah. And you typically don't talk about backups getting snaps in a national championship game. <laughs> but they they earned – I mean, they earned they earn what they got, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm – not just happy about this game because obviously we're we're all happy about this game, but what this game showed for what like there's a legitimate shot that Georgia can three peat next year. Boy, did you imagine the butt hurt if that happened? Honestly, we would our our social media would probably get shut down because Bama fans would report us. <laughs> it would it would be pretty bad. I mean, we already had a uh, we already had an Ohio State fan invade our live last night to tell us that Marvin Harrison Jr. getting hurt after not having a catch for thirty minutes was the reason they lost that game. So was he an Ohio State fan or just some guy that was just trying to troll? I don't know. I mean, he follows us, so who knows? 
Yeah, if you if you are an Ohio State fan and love your team getting roasted, follow us. You'll have a great time. If you're a fan of any team that loves getting roasted, just follow us. Even and, if you're a Georgia fan and you say some dumb shit, we're going to roast you. So Correct. Everyone gets to smoke. It's rated E for everyone. Rated E for everyone. Um, You ready to close it out? Yeah, before we do, though, we got some news. We um, have news. We have news. I talked to you before we came on. Um, Jalen Carter has officially declared for the NFL draft, which we, no surprise, projected number one pick. Yeah. Um, that was no surprise. Um, Healy also declared for the draft. Once again, no surprise. Um, and then the biggest news, and the one that shocked both of us, was Nazir Stackhouse coming back for another year? Coming back. Yeah, Nas, let's go. That's the one that shocked me. Shocked you, like. And the thing of him coming back, the productivity we already have, because we are a young team. Oh, people, absolutely. People don't realize how young this Georgia team is. And you need that senior, you need that um, veteran in the defense. Yeah. And, dude, this team, I mean, you you said it, this team could be dangerous next year. And not only that, our guy, John Jarrett, being able to learn from Nas in his freshman season. Yeah. After Nas was an elite defensive tackle, nose tackle this year. Like, I... I'm super happy for him. He may not get as much playing time as a freshman if Nas stays and he's healthy, but the ability that he will have to learn from a senior that has done this at a high level all the way up to a national championship in a 15 and 0 season. Yeah. And like one of the best things that could happen for your long-term career is being able to learn from a guy like that. Could this be the first domino to fall? That's the question. Man. That would be awesome. I, but at the same time, these guys have earned it. Like, if you're a junior or even a senior on this team and you have the opportunity to go get your money and go play in the NFL, like, I'm not going to be mad at you for it. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's no way. Like, everything these guys have done for this program, if, if you have an opportunity to go get drafted high in a good situation – and be on an NFL team with the possibility of a long-term future. Like, I, I'm a cheer for you no matter what team you're on. Yeah. I got I got to get a Stead jersey next year. Whatever team he's on. But even if it's New England. Nah. <laughs> he goes I mean, in. He goes to Tampa. Tom Brady gets hurt early in the season. He comes <laughs> in, leads him to a Super Bowl. The the legend of the mailman lives on. Dude, I don't know if I could get a Bucks jersey. Any team that's not in the South, I'd be good for. Any not not any non-NFC South team I'll be fine with. Yeah, that's true. I don't I don't know if I like if the Bears draft him, there's no way I could wear a Bears jersey. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean the Bears aren't gonna draft a quarterback. Justin Fields is killing it. At three and thir- three and fourteen is killing it? Are they three? I thought they did. I thought he had a pretty good year. I I mean, three wins is a good year. I guess it's a good year. I'm talking about Justin Fields, not the whole team. Good quarterbacks don't have three in 14 years. All right, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> just just throwing it out there. <laughs> um so if we're gonna close it out here, guys. Our shop is live on our Instagram. We got some cool stuff. As we design some things, it'll be going up to the shop as well. Instagram, if you're on the live, you've already on our Instagram, but it's at nothing.finder.pod. The Twitter is at finderpod. The Facebook group, just search us on Facebook. Same as YouTube, and we are going to start putting episodes up even if the camera quality is not as good. Um, and I feel like I'm missing something. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, 15% off this shop 
With promo yes. code CHAMPS. Boom. Yes. Use code CHAMPS, 15% off in the shop. And we did 15 because it's perfect 15 and no season. You know, let's, let's do we, it. Guys, we help support us. Year, we win three games next year, you get 3% off. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we win three games next year, there's no percent off. We're going to add 3% to the cost. <laughs> We'll pay you to take merch if we went three. Whoa, games. whoa, whoa. <laughs> you might. That might be you. Um I found something that I want to talk about real quick and I almost forgot. It is time to talk about my favorite distillery that makes bourbon and just so happens to be in Atlanta. You you guys know by now. Founded by multiple UGA grads. And I've gotten to be friends with the guys behind the whiskey. And like I said, I'm just going to keep shouting from the rooftops. For the last four years running, ASW Distillery is the most awarded craft distillery in America at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, including multiple gold medals for their Fiddler Bourbon line. And just as exciting as all of that good whiskey, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, five, you heard me right, five UGA grads behind the scenes making this bourbon. Go to their battery location to sit down with David Booth, have a drink, or pick up a bottle of Fiddler for a tailgate or, you know, it's holiday season. You got to deal with that annoying family member. Fiddler helps. ASW Distill, delicious bourbon distilled by dogs. All right, last thing I've got before we close it out completely. 235 days until the season opens. Are you talking about G-Day or first game? First game. Ah. 235 days. And that is the last countdown we're going to do until game week. When we get into single digits, yep, you or double, double digits. I, well, I got a good idea for when we get into you know numbers that have actually been worn. I, you can do that. I don't. If I see like seventy-two days, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, man, that's still a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, ninety-nine days, like Jordan Davis. I'll let you handle that. Jordan Davis, more days until kickoff. Just kidding. There's 265. Love y'all. Mean it. 235. Oh, 235. Even better. Even better. Oh. Always remember, guys, there is nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious, back-to-back champ. Go dogs. Go dog. Third and a mile. Duggan from the two will throw it all the way across the field. It's picked up by Bullardy. Bullard got it again. And Bennett to throw. Lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the right corner. Touchdown.